Thanks for checking out At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Make sure that you like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. We really hope you enjoy today's show. I've been thinking about this recently, um, and I'm very interested to get your opinion on this. Okay. I feel like from what I have seen and witnessed and heard is that people want connection. Um, They want to be connected. People have a lot of things to say. They have a lot of opinions. They have a lot of ideas. But then when I get down to it and you, I, I talk to people, I'm around people, it seems like they don't really want any depth. Like they really don't want any, they really don't want to have any substance. Like it feels like there's a lot of superficial relationships that are around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it looks like people are looking for connectivity. They're, you feel like you hear people in psychologists and everything talking about the change in the last five to 10 years with social media and internet, how it has been good for us as far as getting information and being connected. But yet we, we don't, we don't have the type of deep relationships that we, that we're looking for and that people want it. But then it also seems as though people don't want to go deep. Do you think that is, do you think that those two things are, are byproducts of each other? Meaning that, People want to have depth, but because of social media and how we're connected, they don't know how to do that anymore? Or do you think that we still think people want depth, but really they just want to keep it superficial? Yeah, I think one thing is to define what you mean by depth. Depth, I I feel like that when I look at and hear from commentary and people Mm. that Social media, internet connectivity has allowed you to have a lot more connectivity without substance. And it seems like people want substance. So I mean depth, like they want substance. They want something that's just beyond the surface level relationship and com- and communication. But then, right. So you're talking about um, personal vulnerability to some extent? Or, even or just even just beyond just like the water cooler stuff like i want to know you i want to relate to you right i want to be able to understand you on deeper level Mm -hmm. but then when you it seems like in in so to get there though that that is asking for vulnerability like i I need to know how you how you feel about something not just how you feel about the upcoming election but how you feel about life how you feel about like how do you demonstrate love? How do you you know how do you feel loved? All those kinds of things began to be depth. And I think that's I think that I think that that's I think what you're getting at. Yeah, is I don't I don't normally make those two connections. Right. But I see that you're saying that depth takes vulnerability. Right. Like and you're kind of, and, I and, I, it, and I, I would say that we're totally against that. Right. So if you're if you're already going there, you're kind of answering the question right. that I was not really asking because I feel like we want more than superficial things. Yeah. And we want to have, like, I want to know you at a deeper level. But, like, to know you is like, well, let's talk more deeply about that. Mm. But I guess I haven't thought about the fact that that does take vulnerability to be share that. And we don't want that at all. No, I don't. And, <laughs> so that and, makes a lot more sense. And I often wonder, because, I mean, I'm not really on social media. Um, and so, I mean, on, other than X, which right. is formerly Twitter. So I, I do see the superficial nature of what people post. Yes. And, and the things that people debate and argue about. And, we're, and most and people are, and, above, are past that. Yeah. And, right. they're, and they're, um, they're quick and easy buzzwords in those kinds of places where people fight. Yes. Um, and there's not really a lot of depth of emotion mm-hmm. expressed there. Mm-hmm. And there's not really a lot of vulnerability expressed there. And there's not really a lot of – you're just not going to be able to build deep relationships – in, with characters on the screen, 
uh, in my opinion. But I think the question is, yes, uh, in my opinion, um, social media has allowed for more information. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's helped in depth of connectivity, in depth of relationship. Or even depth of the contact. It's almost, in, in my opinion, brought more angst, more, more division, because people operate in those superficial buzzwords, which are typically places where people battle. And they don't want to go deeper. Right. Because if you ask them that, they kind of, like, they'll have so much to say about it. Right. And then if you ask to clarify, it's almost like it's like they want to shut it down. Like well, now it's getting personal almost. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like I was thinking about the idea that, I don't remember the guy's name. I wish I did. I, I feel bad because I just thought of it. But um, this this black guy who was in a band and had a van, had a bus, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. the local Ku Klux Klan wanted to bar his bus. He let him bar his bus, and so he began to build relationships. With I know who you're talking KKK about KKK. I know you're talking right? about yeah. Because he he felt like if you know me, you can't hate me. Correct. In other words, what he was saying was, if you go beyond the surface of my skin color. Mm -hmm. Like, there, there's more to me than that. Mm -hmm. And he built a lot of good relationships and helped people see, like, what you're doing is, like, it doesn't make sense. So, mm -hmm. like, a lot of people left the clan mm -hmm. because of his willingness to go deeper with them. Mm -hmm. And that took vulnerability, but intentionality on his part. And so I feel like, I, I guess my question has, has, with social media and the superficial nature of it, has always been, well, were, were people deep before? You know, did people really want depth before social media? Or were we still the same? It just wasn't as as much played out in the social in the in the in the public realm, mm -hmm. like our superficial desires. You know, in other words, like how many how many couples just deal in like you know paying the bills, you know, getting the kids to wherever they got to get to, and going to work, and they never deal with deep stuff. How many couples were were that way before social media? How many mm -hmm. families, when they got together at Thanksgiving and Christmas, <laughs> were like only superficial? Mm -hmm. Like how many church families got together and they, you know, they talked about their cars and their clothes and their, you know, how was your week? Week's good. How's business? Business is good. How you feeling? You feeling good? Okay. And there was no depth of actual, like picking apart. Like what do you? What do you? How do you know God? Like like, I just feel like. That the superficial nature was always there. I guess that's my point. Yeah. Also, okay. all right, is that you keep hearing from research and everything that we want and crave and need deep relationships and deep connections, mm. but I don't really see that anywhere. So, like, is that truly a need that we have? You don't or see it, it anywhere. I in my circle okay. and where I'm at. Okay, I see. It does not seem that that is high on the priority of people who I'm around mm. that says I really want to go. Like they people people might have a few people who they have depth with, right. but it doesn't seem like that's just the push. The push seems to be like I'm going to talk about this in generality or specific or as a specific layer. But after that, I'm really going to start shying away and backing down because like it is some somewhere along the line, it's just become this is just. Pers too personal or it's personal mm -hmm. or like I'm mm -hmm. not really looking to go that involved in the conversation yeah. or in the experience. So I guess what I'm saying is, is that just how our culture has shifted or do you think that it really still is that important? Because it doesn't seem to be that. Because even when we talk about what even like from the church, mm -hmm. we know for a fact that God wants to have a deep relationship with us. Yes. But holistically, sometimes we'll see that that does not seem like that's a priority of even people who call themselves Christians. Oh, it's definitely not. And so, yeah. I, and so I'm saying like, mm -hmm. okay, if God's, if we, we believe that God created us for that, mm -hmm. but then I'm saying if we're not seeing that, what what do you think the reason is? Because like normally, like I, we, we know we're created to be 
to be hungry because mm. we are, mm. and we see people eat. So I'm saying there's a there's a physical response, and then there's a physical re- action. So if we're created for that depth, and then it's presented there, and we don't see it, I'm 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 missing the point. I'm I'm missing the connection. Like, is it really something that we need, mm. or is it something that like it's almost like a discipline? Like, is it something that we should? acquire the taste to have maybe it's not just intrinsic for us to go deep well i feel like you know the fall has made everything difficult <laughs> and, yeah. I, and i think human human intimacy huh. in, in relationship and emotional like that that has become more difficult that's what we're really talking about too. that's what it's, we're talking intimacy about is correct human right? intimacy and right so right right be, because of the fall like the call of the fall hmm. was that we can become our own god and so then we put ourselves up on these pedestals there you go and then i just feel like there's been generation after generation that just really hasn't bared their soul with each other hmm. you know because i mean even for me like in my personality mm-hmm. type um i had to be i had to be intentional about having deeper conversations with my wife because if we're not careful you can just get in the rhythm of superficiality even in your own like you, you of just course. you sit down you just turn the tv on you're not talking yes you sit down and you, you know or you sit down in different places or like i go out to my shop and she's doing her own thing and if we're not careful and we're not intentional about having some moments where we really talk about issues of faith or, you know, what we're feeling about our relationship with each other. Like that, that can get, I mean, it's, it's easy to be superficial. It is. It's, it's harder. And it, and it almost does take, like you're saying, an, in, an intentional step towards the vulnerable. Because it doesn't come naturally. Uh, towards the deep. Yeah. Because it, I don't think because of the fall that it comes. Huh. It become it's it's just natural. I mean, some people are you know, open book. You know, we've yeah, talked about right. that. With, with some people are just more willing to to bear their souls. So much too much. Almost too much. <laughs> like, hey, 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 we didn't need to know Keep that. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. But I'll, I've always been fascinated by those people because yes. I'm just the opposite of how I am. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's a sense of um, being comfortable, being mm. vulnerable. Hmm. And mm. I don't know where the discomfort necessarily how it there's there's a discomfort scale for people I think with that, but even like for me, hmm. like there's certain like with you I I I'm not afraid of being vulnerable, like mm-hmm. you you and I have a trust that I don't know was almost immediate mm-hmm. and and I don't, I don't know how I don't know mm-hmm. why, but it was almost like it was a a God ordained like here's your here's a place here's somebody who thinks at the ways that you think. Mm-hmm. Because you and I have deep conversations that we really can't have with most people in our lives. Mm-hmm. Just because we think about odd things. Right. Yeah, right. That most people right. don't even want to talk about. No. You know? <laughs> right. But we can have those kind of conversations, but we also talk about, like, ourselves. Yes. Without, I, I, there's there's no limit on that. Right. Like, and, I, like I, I fully want you to see me. Right. So Right. Yes. Correct. But then there's not many people in my life that I want that to happen. And my, I have, my kids, my, my granddaughter, my wife, and you, basically, maybe my parents, but it's a, uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, I, I don't know why that is. I hadn't thought about that because you're right. Like, the fall, in, into me you see, right? In intimacy, intimacy right? Right. And right. I think that what you're saying is so true is that, like, what do we do in the fall? We cover ourselves. Yeah. And that, that's a that's a lack of you seeing. Like, mm. I'm, I'm trying to prevent you from seeing. And so I hadn't really ever thought about that. I've always thought about that's that. That's what I'm here for is to help you think <laughs> about you, that's, it. You yeah. did such a good job of that. I really appreciate that. But I had, I, I've always thought about it in the relationship with uh, us and God. Yeah. And I and I and we talk about this all the time. 
how we view God helps us view ourselves. Mm. And then we got to get that right before we can we can bridge that other relationship with each other. Mm. And part of what we try to do here for you and I is that we're part of reconciliation and yeah. we want to restore that. But I forget the fact that like there is shame, right? There's deep shame and guilt and hurt and uh, like uh, we're afraid of what who we truly are. And you're right. A lot of us hide ourselves from ourselves. Like we don't, we're not introspective. We don't go back into our own deep, dark closets and recesses of our own mind mm. to why we think about that. So I, I guess it should not be any wonder why I wouldn't want to share that with yourself because I'm really hiding it from my own self. And so it's like the brokenness and sin has made that to where yeah. it's very difficult for us to really be, this is really how I feel about really anything. Mm. Like I don't even know if we do that personally. Like when we challenge everybody here Sunday, like a next step is a real, is a personal challenge. We try to give a next step to our message, right? And it's a personal challenge for you to right. really examine where do you lie, where do you now lie and stack up to this new truth that we have through Scripture? Mm. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? And now look at yourself and 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 weigh that against this truth. I think we have a hard time doing that just to to ourselves, right? I, I guess I, I shouldn't be surprised that I, have a hard, I would have a hard time doing that with you to really let you know like hey brandon what what do you really feel about the political climate i have some really we, we you and i would have some really deep feelings yeah. that would come from a plethora of places right that would that would give insight to who we really are hmm. and so it's very easy just to be very superficial about it yeah i mean i think one of the reasons we wanted to do the podcast was to record some of the conversations we have so people could I guess learn from that yeah. and see it modeled like little to, insight to, to some yeah. to some extent. But I was, as I'm 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 thinking this even more and more. Um, is is there is there something to be said about cultural trauma hmm. and social trauma that that closes up? Because we know that when we're hurt, we build walls. Right? Yes, we we protect ourselves by. By okay, I, I've said this and now I'm hurt. I'm not. I'm, I'm never saying that again. Yes. Um, or I go through trauma. Yeah. You know. So we have in our nation. That's like, so true. We have obviously slavery is something that was uh, an area of trauma. Mm-hmm. So then that hurt gener- generationally. That's still playing its way itself out. Mm-hmm. World War Two. You know, we talk about the greatest generation, like mm-hmm. the, the people that came back from war. They just didn't talk about it, mm-hmm. so because they just shut off what mm-hmm. that was. People mm-hmm. who were in, you know, Vietnam, mm-hmm. people have been in war. Like they don't, they don't talk about trauma. Um, we go through a pandemic. You know, um, we 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 deal with continual racial issues in our country. Like there's a, it is what do you what hmm. role do you think that maybe, like that cultural trauma has played in shutting down some of that depth with some people that's another good point too um because you're right you don't you hit yourself with the hammer you don't want to do that again right like you know and i, I do think that 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 does play a big factor what what do you see what we, we realize and, and and see people are different that they have different experiences like, like you said like they they've gone through something and they're just a change man or woman, mm-hmm. a changed child, like, it, and you can have these defining moments. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that, I think I agree with all of that. Everything you said, I agree with. Mm-hmm. I feel like it goes back to what I was saying is that 
I think talking about it and opening it up and being vulnerable helps to heal that. But I think that's the whole thing is that they both work together. Mm. The the oh, but bear bear with each other, right? Bear right. each other's burdens. Sure. Confess yourself and be healed. Mm. Like so, we see from a biblical and Christian standpoint that getting it off of our chest, that kind of spilling our guts is healthy. Yeah. But then we, you said we we maybe we've done that before, mm. or we've been there and we've been hurt by it. Right. So then we we have another pull to not do it again. So it's like it's this cycle that what we need to do to get free has also might have been what keeps us bound anyway because we were we did say something before. Right. And so it's just how right. do you how do you get right. out of this hamster wheel? Yeah. I think too, like when you think about like gang culture, there's there's gangs in like all walks of people. There's mm-hmm. gangs uh we think about gangs in the sense of like inner city, like street violence, street right, violence. right. But there's there's gangs. In, I mean, obviously there's gangs within every subculture. And so I, I, the the gang mentality to me is like I want to belong to something. Yes, <laughs> and yes, so yes, that's yes. really at its core. It's a cry for intimacy. It's mm-hmm. a cry for belonging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like if I can belong to something, it it's a it's a replacement for family and belonging and meaning and value. And I think, um, but then there's this, in most gang situations, it's they're fighting something. They feel like they're defending something or fighting something, and there's the anger there. Mm-hmm. But an anger, a lot of times, an expressed anger is because somebody hadn't opened up about what they're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And they haven't had that place where they could feel like they could talk about, okay, man, that's really, I don't really get that. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Let's wrestle with that. Um, and I just think that's, uh, most, most protests, most, um, even I would even call like political parties, like in subsets of political parties, gang, like gang mentality, like Mm -hmm. we're, we're gathered around this one cause or this one thing and we're going to fight for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can, I feel like if I'm fighting, you're fighting and we're fighting together and I belong. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're really not dealing with deep issues still. Mm -hmm. We're still just simply, um, operating on the superficial nature, you know, and so people gather in those in those groups, those gang groups or whatever they are, those subgroups of culture, and they start to dress like other people in that in that group. They start to talk like they use the same language, they use the same um uh terminology, um, and they begin the the ideology of their life begins to be structured in that way and it and it stays superficial among like a checklist of things mm-hmm. right if you do this 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 wear this this and this say this 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 you belong to this group and you belong but there's still no intimacy there's still no depth there and i think that too is is something that is um we create safety for ourselves in those subsets of, of belonging but we but we hung we hunger for vulnerability but even in those subsets it like for instance if you're in a subset and and there's a certain fight that subset is doing, like then, and you begin to question some things. Like in other words, you become you begin to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, well, what do you think about this? Or have we thought about that? Or what? Then then that like you're out of the group. And that's 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 exactly what I was trying to get to in this conversation. Okay. Is that there are many places that we can belong. Hmm. There are many places we can find ourselves in groups and still not have any intimacy yeah. and still feel like we're not being seen and been heard. Mm. And that's been what's revolutionary to me. Like that's been what's eye opening that you can, you can, you cannot be alone and still feel lonely. 
Yep. And that's just yep. that's just that's just odd to me. And I and I'm and I'm wondering, that's what I'm saying, is it is it is it is it like is it is it internal or external? Or is it both? Like am I because I'm in because I'm in the group, yeah. I, I feel like if you say I do you have a place to belong, I do, but like belonging by itself does I, I always thought that we need intimacy, we want intimacy. People need a place to find a place to belong, and when they find a place to belong, they'll find intimacy. I'm realizing that's not the case. Like you can have a spouse and not have intimacy. Yes. You can have kids and not have intimacy. Yep. You can you can belong to a church and not have intimacy. Yeah. That is that it doesn't that blow your mind when you think about that, that. That doesn't seem like something that that math is not mathing. So then is it is it is it the responsibility of the of the group that you're in, or or is it a responsibility from within? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, that, so, I, what do you think? That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is or is it both? Because you would think it's that gotta the, be both because the group has a responsibility to make scene. The group has. This is going back to political, right? Okay. The political party says, "Come belong, come join this cause, come do this." You have a place to belong. Hmm. I feel that the political party has a right to make sure that everybody that's there has a voice. And is seen and heard, but then the, the person there also has the point to to make sure that they're being vulnerable to share their thoughts and opinions. But as you were saying, that always doesn't happen. Like you have one guy who's speaking for the group, and everybody is saying we're going to believe that, but they're not really talking about this. No one's asking the questions, even in in that circle. Like that's how we just get echo chambers. That's how we just get people who are on a party line, Republican, Democrat, and independent. They can they can spout the talking points, but there's no depth there. Mm. Um, and in the church, they can say it, blah blah blah, but there's no there's no depth there. They can say I've been married for thirty years, but there's really no depth there. And so I do think that the marriage is the group, but the two individuals still have an opportunity and a responsibility to be real and be vulnerable and pour into the group. But the group also has an opportunity and a responsibility as well. Like I feel it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, I think, in, in other words, if two people are wanting to be in a deep relationship, they both have to be willing to to share those intimate details of what they're feeling. But also the the other person has to be willing to make that a safe place to do that. But proximity just does not bear intimacy. No, and so I think it, I think it becomes harder for groups to, to make room for vulnerability. You know what I'm saying? In other words, if, if I... And part of a political party, and say, yeah, like like this, these five tenets of what we believe, I'm I'm all in on those. But this this one over here, I got some questions about that one. You know, can we negotiate that or whatever? And then that person is just gonna get shut down by the group. So you, but you just said so, you feel that groups groups by themselves make heart make heart for intimacy. Yeah. So then, but the the church is a group. The church is a group, but like the church has to be intentional. Like right. We, and we are. Yeah. We talk a lot about. Yeah. Like this is a safe place to come. Correct. Like we we all walk in here broken. We're all hurting. We all have a story. We all have a story. Mm-hmm. We we want to lay our vulnerability out there. Yes. Right. And so there's a, you know, and you and I will pick and choose moments for us to do that, mm-hmm. like to to show, and we don't want to do that all the time. But it's a, you know, because we don't want it to become about us. Correct. But at the same time, like we we understand that. If people see us being vulnerable, then then they feel like okay, I can be vulnerable. Let's model it, you know. Let's model it mm-hmm. to some extent. Um, we want that to be the place in our groups and, and in our, all the subsets of our church where people can actually say, "Hey, I, you know, maybe maybe they can just disagree on something, but but talk openly about what they feel and yes. believe about something." Yes. I think that should be and still love each other, like still be able to be respectful and and go deeper together. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's the the church should be the 
the organization in our culture that's modeling that. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I don't think overall the church has done a great job of that because I think leading a church when I became pastor and growing up in church, you know, uh, I was born in 68. So in church culture then was like you, you brought your best to church. Mm-hmm. You wore your best mm-hmm. to church. Mm-hmm. You you put you brought your best behavior to church mm-hmm. as a kid, mm-hmm. um, and so you didn't bring your troubles to church. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not a place where you brought your burdens. Mm-hmm. It was not a place where you brought your broke brought your brokenness. And so I think churches like ours are really trying to break a mold mm-hmm. um, because the church itself was. Um, in other words, I ha- I've had senior adults tell me, you know that church for them was different growing up because it was the only time mom and dad didn't argue during the week. And it was the only time that, you know, things were good and peaceful was at church. And so mom and dad didn't feel like they could bring their marital struggles to church. So the bottom line is there has to be safe spaces where people can take off the mass of what they think they have to be to truly be who they are to be known. Yeah. And so like there are very few places and people in our current society that we can do. And I think that's what you're saying that is really sad mm. is that there is this mass, there is this agenda, there is this like you said there is this subset this gang, this mentality that we're that we're fitting into and we don't feel there's, there's ever a safe place to put that aside and really let you see who our who the real person is. And I think that's what you're saying is is the real sad place. And the sad reality is, is that from us, even in our churches, like that's supposed to be the beacon of hope, the city on the hill, that is supposed to be that place that it is a judgment-free zone. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be we're all sinners. We all need the shadow of the cross, the truth of the empty grave, the blood of Jesus to cover us, that that doesn't even happen. And so if somebody can't feel that they can come through those doors and take that mask off, then they really won't be truly seen. If they don't, and if they don't feel they can't be truly seen by God, then why should they feel they'd be truly seen by you and me? 